Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reikley. Greetings and welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. Believe it or don't, it is Friday, December 16th. <laughs> yeah, you have to pull the microphone close if you're going to talk. Did I surprise you thinking that you'd actually have to have a microphone? Uh-oh. <laughs> okay, we'll get through this. Yeah, your microphone's a little limp. Turn, tilt it up. Did Joe break this yesterday in a rant? No, we need some Viagra or something there. That's not working. I was thinking Crazy Glue, but that's okay. Okay. All right. Well, welcome on board, everybody. Well, I guess Crazy Glue and Viagra could be used, but don't use them together. It's the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. I portray a liberal on the radio. Ben Reikley is with us. He's a genuine conservative Republican (laughs) committee person and not a natural-born listener. He likes to interrupt, but that's all right. That's why we bring him in, to make sure that... Uh, two ears, two eyes, one mouth. Use those proportionally in life, and you're probably going to be ahead of the most. <laughs> so talk one-fifth of the time, yes. and you'll be safe. All right, Try well, to. we have asked for and received an opportunity to get an update on the concept of uh, eliminating the prohibition, the global prohibition on drug use in the world. We first met Howard Woldridge. You're a detective right. retired from a police department founder and drug mm-hmm. policy specialist at cop, Citizens Opposing Prohibition, and co-founder of Law Enforcement Action Partnership. Now, it was radical when you brought the idea here 20 years ago, though now Mm -hmm. it's just another conversation, legalizing Mm -hmm. and taxing marijuana. So what's the status of just the marijuana fight? Let's start out with that. Well, uh, nationally, we now are up to 21 21 states have legal regulated tax marijuana. It's about 55% of the U.S. population has access to God's green plant uh, in a legal fashion versus illegal. And you're going to see a couple more states uh, go this year. Uh, Minnesota is expected to, Hawaii, both through the legislature, and Oklahoma will vote on it here in March. Uh, and the, everything's looking good that they will do that. So, and 37 states have medical marijuana, including the Commonwealth. And um, uh, the, the news is coming uh, a little bit faster for progress. Uh, Colorado just legalized magic mushrooms, uh, especially to help out our veterans who are suffering from PTSD and other people with severe trauma experiences. Uh, there's been hearings in Congress that have, have highlighted and emphasized that uh, when it's done right by medical professionals, this can really help people with severe mental disorders. Uh, Oregon, uh, two years ago, went to uh, Portugal. They decriminalize small amounts of all drugs so that today, if you have a little bit of cocaine, like a gram or two, it's like a parking ticket. So the war on drugs is starting to slow down uh, in many places, but uh, it's still out there. We're going to arrest a million people this year. Now, why is it so much better that we have these drugs legalized, regulated, controlled, and taxed versus, uh, you know, letting the cartels and everybody Mm -hmm. else distribute them to us? Well, the number one reason for me as a retired detective is my profession will have millions and millions of new hours to go after the pedophiles, the drunk drivers, terrorists, people trying to hurt you and your family. 
we should be getting back to public safety. And if you have a drug problem one day, go see a doctor at a clinic, full stop. Leave my profession out of this equation. Like, we do not get involved with people smoking three packs of cigarettes a day. We do not get involved with people, you know, drinking two quarts of whiskey. That's a personal problem handled by, by family, friends, church, rotary, you know, your support group who care if you live or die. Let me get back. Let my colleagues get back to true public safety protecting you from bad guys. Howard, Ben Reichley here. Mark and I talked earlier before we came on. I believe this is probably the sixth time I've been on with your interviewing, so you must have okay. been on the show or here at the studio probably about 15, 16 times. So uh, welcome yeah. back. Thank you. And a question. Uh, having a cousin who wrote for High Times, I don't know if High Times is still a magazine, but uh, mm-hmm. getting, a, getting a little bit of the uh, education of the Ventura Highway back in the day. But yeah. Oregon, um, looking at Measure 110 and looking mm-hmm. at how it was supposed to work, and, and mm-hmm. again, understanding... The, you know, the, the equation isn't five or six steps. It might be 10 or 12. But looking at Oregon, and you met, uh, mentioned Portugal, but particularly both those, uh, of course, the country and, of course, the state of Oregon, they, they passed the law. There's a panacea that this is great and this is going to do everything. However, the implementation has been less than stellar, even according to the people of Oregon and Portugal, in that legalizing it was supposed to be set up to then help people get off the dependency of drugs and and the mental health stipulations. And what I'm talking about is the programs that are supposed to be set up to help people get off and get unaddicted, get into mm-hmm. treatments, and it looks like the monies aren't there and the programs aren't there, let alone the staffers mm-hmm. aren't there. Well, well with respect, uh, that, that's a misconception put up by the right-wing uh, press that this was supposed to be a cure-all. I'm emphasizing this was decriminalization, not legalization. You cannot go to a store in Oregon and, and buy cocaine or heroin. The, the program was never designed to get people uh, uh, to save, you know, overdoses, to stop the supply of drugs, stop the cartels. The decriminalization is simply saying stop punishing an individual citizen because they chose cocaine in, in, instead of whiskey as their drug of choice. Uh, and in that sense, it's working quite well in that the police activity is down over 80 percent, meaning car searches, etc. It's freeing up resources. There have been sheriffs in Oregon state that they now have more time for the drunk driver, uh, assaults, rapes, etc., because they're not wasting time on individuals who have a small amount of drugs. Uh, crime is up in Oregon. Overdose deaths are up. Drug use is up. But the, pro- the 110 was never designed to touch those issues. To touch those issues, you will have to legalize and regulate it. Uh, and that will put the cartels, of course, out of business like Al Capone was. 80 years ago. Well, part of of Oregon Recovers, run by a gentleman named Mike Marshall, who was pro-Measure 110, talks about Mm -hmm. the disconnection between the decriminalization, which the people were pros about, and the health care and the recovery pros, and the public Mm -hmm. money. Portugal talked about a a public health crisis in that Mm -hmm. they never set up the programs afterwards to make sure that people can get off or if they choose, they're monitored. So, you know, part of the legalization, you're, you're talking from a criminal, but to be honest, our knowing people who are in somewhat of the business out in Arizona, 
in California, the cartels are going to get their money. And the black market of marijuana in California mm-hmm. is free-flowing. And, and so, I mean, mm-hmm. Al Capone is doing well in California, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Well, indeed, you know, California is a mess. Six years into legalization, studies are showing about 80% of marijuana bought in California is from the black market. This is because... Sacramento has overtaxed it, overregulated it. The fees are exorbitant. Uh, they've just made a mess of it. Now, Colorado, by contrary, uh, they're selling 70% through a legal store because they have much less fees, much less tax, etc. And um, we'll see that happen until the federal government passes a law that says a business, you know, the 280E Edward rule, so the businesses can take their business expenses off their taxes. The black market will always have a price advantage. But once that goes away, uh, you'll see um, the black market, especially in those states that reduce their taxes, almost disappear. Understand, no policy is out there, especially in the first day, without potholes. There's always going to be problems uh, that have to be fixed later on. And 110 is no exception. Uh, They did not allocate the $300 million to open up the treatment facilities until a year after the whole thing started. So uh, not the best rollout, but but they are in the process of making it But, Howard, California was the beta. That was the incubator for this. So Colorado, you can see. California, and believe me, I had businesses out there. California can screw up a one-car parade when it comes to their government. So I, I understand. We agree. And you, you, yeah, agree. you and I both know that. Oregon, interesting. Two things you mentioned. Uh, the federal government has to get marijuana off the schedule. That needs to be reviewed and right. done so the, the commerce side of this can move forward. But also I right. find it interesting in that some of the, the folks in, maybe in your arena sort of poo-poo the effect of the social side of it, meaning that, ah, that's downplay that, that happens with alcohol, that happens with this. But very interesting, in the last probably five to six months, and I do not watch a r- lot of regular TV, but you see enough of it, I'm seeing commercials now that talk about high driving. So, mm-hmm. so th- things are are you know coming around to that the social effects are there. So mm-hmm. when I t- when I see high driving, I'm thinking about high equipment operators, high forklift mm-hmm. operators, mm-hmm. high truck mm-hmm. drivers, right. and, and those are the concerns uh, business people have to be concerned. We see this a little bit in the athletic, the uh, National Football League in that uh, the athletes will want to take marijuana for some reason, however they get tested for it. So, again, the equation is still being worked out. This is correct. And by the way, understand that my profession is losing tens and tens of millions of dollars because we don't do marijuana enforcement now. And they're fighting back as hard as they can. They have brought up this DUI marijuana as like, oh, my God, everybody's going to be driving stoned and crashing into cars. Ten years later in Colorado, you you hear nothing about marijuana drivers uh, drive off the road and kill three people. It happens once in a blue moon, but the overwhelming problem for high driving today is driving high on oxycodone, high on heroin, high on fentanyl. Um, if, you get, if you can get a sheriff to be frank with you, he'll tell you that he or she will tell you that uh, oxycodone driving... 24 hours a day is killing people on a pretty regular basis. We know how to enforce driving while high. Uh, we just simply have to take a blood test instead of a breath test. It's not, it's not terribly complicated, but law enforcement is not liking the fact that we are in the process 
of taking away 86 billion, B-boy, billion dollars a year from their pockets because we're ending the drug war. You always talk about the marijuana, and I, we've always appreciated the conversation. I hear you and others talking more about legalizing, regulating, and taxing other drugs, too. Cocaine, heroin, right. uh, oxy, anything. Uh, tell us about this mm-hmm. initiative. Well, the first thing I'd say, Mark, is or ask is, can anyone name one pro- uh, advantage to prohibiting anything? And I've been doing this for 24 years now. No one's ever gave me given me a, a serious reason saying, oh, yeah, the advantages of prohibition are A, B, C, D. No, never zero. Um, so you start with the idea, what will, it, what will happen in a, in a post-prohibition world? Well, one, you know, the drug cartels go away. There'll be a, there's a million teenagers today in USA employed in the drug trade. And my analysis is about, my research, about 10 kids are shot every day across the USA selling drugs off sidewalks. That ends. My profession has more time for pedophiles, teen sex, slavery, child porn. We have serious problems out there that we are not addressing. Uh, rape kits, for example. Rape kits have been sitting for years and years in evidence rooms because the number one priority for a lab in any state is the drug cases. And women are being uh, not being taken care of properly in this respect. It is such a waste of our time. So no matter how you feel about drugs or anything else, stop giving my profession any money. We do no good. You can buy drugs, you can buy heroin in every small town in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania because we are a mosquito in the butt of an elephant. Uh, Whatever you do about drugs, just stop giving us the money. We're addicted. All right, Howard, can you hold on and stay on a little bit longer on the line? I have to take a break. Uh, Can you stay through the break? Sure. All right, fabulous. All right, so we'll put you on hold. You stand by. If anybody else is interested in talking to Howard Woldridge, uh, he's from Leap, and that's www.leap.cc. That is uh, the Law Enforcement Action Partnership. He's also a co-founder of the uh, Citizens Opposing Prohibition, legalizing all drugs. What's your view on that? Tax and regulate them, like alcohol and cigarettes. and has prohibition worked? You know, can if uh, I decided to buy some cocaine or marijuana or heroin today, could I get it? How well is prohibition working? And I would, I would have to How say, do you know my Christmas present to you? Uh, yeah, not to be. Oh, he has some substances, right? All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You can talk to Howard Woldridge. Call us now. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult, well, I. I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 630 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Mm. Out of auto repair. 
Thank you so much for joining us on WKOK's On the Mark program. Howard Wildridge is on the line. Howard, I just know what's going to happen. If we legalize these drugs, tax them and regulate them and have them controlled, you'll be able to buy them at CVS or wherever you want to. I will mm-hmm. just sink into a drug-induced stupor, and you'll never see me at work again. Uh, I'll well, lose you my job. you got to put on Dark Side of the Moon for like 24 hours? I, w- I will, <laughs> and, and, and that'll be the end of me. How are we going to prevent right. that from happening? Well, here, it's interesting. Good question. No government anywhere in the world has ever done a hearing, a research, whatever. How many regular people, the Howards, the Marks, the Bens, the, et cetera, are going to start using crack, meth, and heroin if you legalize? There's never been a study. My, my opinion is because once you have a study, you bring together 10 of the best uh, doctors in America, you know, board certified in addiction psychology, and what they tell you, I've had nine, nine tell me over the years, almost nobody's going to start using hard drugs tomorrow if you legalize. Same way as if you're, if you're 25, 30 years old, and I offer you free cigarettes for the rest of your life, nobody's going to start smoking free cigarettes because you're not that stupid. Doctors have told me most, 99.9% of the people are not using heroin today because they're not that stupid. So, but let's 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 bring together those ten doctors, and and, and twenty doctors, and say what's your best uh, professional opinion on that? Because that is the latest bit best question at a Rotary or Kiwanis Club is well, what if people start using it and it, it destroys society? Well, what if it doesn't? Let's bring together the experts, not a cop, not a radio jock. Let's bring together doctors. Okay, so uh, if won't kids get these drugs more often if uh, we legalize them, regulate, and tax them? No. Uh, the, the DEA has put out in a pamphlet, uh, drugs are readily available to America's youth. And studies have shown for now 40 years it is easier for your 16-year-old son, daughter, to buy marijuana than beer. Why? because they can buy marijuana at school, at the video arcade, at the McDonald's, down the street, whereas beer, they have to go find somebody who's 21. It's a little harder to buy beer. They can buy both, but studies have shown it's easier for your kids to to buy illegal drugs than legal because they've got a million teenagers selling it, and you buy from your peer group. You don't buy from some 50-year-old man you don't even know. You buy from some other uh, guy in junior high or high school. Yeah, Howard, and I would say that has uh, increased uh, to the, uh, how would you say, the uh, channels of marijuana. Now it's not rolled and smoked or put in a pipe. It's baked and uh, broiled Uh-oh. into uh, food. So it has, it has changed. Uh, quick question, though. RAN International, and I know these organizations are all over the place depending who's funding them and, and what their right. causes are, but you look at illegal versus legal drugs, and you look at you know what they call the DTOs, drug trafficking organizations, Mexico, Colombia, mm-hmm. cartels. You know, it's an 18 to $39 billion industry for them in the U.S. What's very interesting, whatever that number is, is the appetite for drugs particularly in the United States, Canada, Western Europe, maybe, you know, Western mm-hmm. culture, call it. Uh, do you see that ever going away? Well, the short answer is no. When, when heroin was last legal in USA in 1914, approximately 1.3% of the population was addicted to heroin, basically. Today, 
100 years later, it's about 1.5%, 1.7%, almost the same. And by the way, 90% of the people starting heroin today or fentanyl are coming from oxycodone. You know the sports injury, you get addicted to it. So 90% are coming from oxycodone, which has been a, a societal problem now for about 10, 15 years. It's getting a little better, but uh, uh, you can lay that at the doorstep of the Purdue folks and the, the Stackler family, etc. cetera. Uh, but the, the cartels right now, by the way, have lost $20 billion in gross exports because today Colorado marijuana is being exported to Mexico instead of uh, imported. Because the, the Colorado, it's kind of funny, but the, the, the Colorado weed is considered much better than Mexican weed, so they're actually importing it into Mexico. This is all supply and demand. As, as I say, uh, law enforcement is a, is a mosquito in the butt of an elephant, so we don't make a difference. We never will. Yeah, and I would say, uh, I guess the brand must be Colorado High if they're exporting it to uh, Mexico. But quick question, Correct. fully legalized marijuana in three countries mm-hmm. right now, Mexico, Uruguay, and Canada. Do you see that mm-hmm. increasing around the world? Yes. Uh, Germany is about to uh, legalize in 2023. I was just, just in Germany talking to one of their FBI-type agents and some other politicians, and it's looking good for 2023. Uh, Czech Republic has legalized. Luxembourg is legalizing. Switzerland, hold the phone, Switzerland, chocolate and cheese. They are going to open five stores this year. I was just in Switzerland talking to the guy who's in charge of running that program. So, yeah, it's happening all over the world as people understand that God's green plant is much, much less dangerous than beer. Well, I would say say this, Howard. I, I would trust God's green plant in a way more than I would trust, scares me to death, the synthetic versions of all these drugs. Amen. All right. Uh, anything else you wish to add to our conversation? I surely don't. I'm not as informed on this as you. So tell us anything that's yeah. critical that we know that we didn't talk about. <laughs> yeah. Well, the only last thing is, you know, I, I'm looking out six miles from here is the U.S. Capitol, where I, I, I normally hang my hat and go to work. And the, the problem here is, of course, politics. Even uh, I've, I've got, you know, I got the votes in the Senate and the House to give this issue, Tenth Amendment, back to the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania and all the states. Uh, there's a solid number of Republicans today who are ready to uh, not so much legalize marijuana, but apply the Tenth Amendment states' rights and give it back to all 50 states to do what they want to, just like alcohol, tobacco, firearms, and gambling. And so please contact your uh, the, the new guy. Your, your new senator is in favor of this stuff, but contact all your politicians say, if one day you have a drug problem, see a doctor. We need to get to that concept. See a doctor if you have a drug problem. Let my profession get back to chasing bad guys. Howard, I, I would say John Fetterman is probably two thumbs up behind you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I heard. All right, well, thank you so much, sir. Thanks for checking in. Always appreciate it. Great to hear from you. Visit when you're next time you're in Pennsylvania. We'd love to chat with yeah, you in person. Good to, good to talk to you again, Howard. Very interesting. Yeah. And you know what? You look at your 20 years and look at what's happened over that period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for the opportunity, guys. Uh, I'm always at your service. All right. Congratulations on helping to make uh, the, uh, the prohibition, uh, uh, well, to repeal the prohibition Bring in, it in, out. in many places. Bringing information out for discussion. That's Howard, Howard Cowboy Wooldridge, yeah. W-O-L-D-R-I-D-G-E, leap, L-E-A-P dot C-C, citizensopposingprohibition.org, his uh, website or the websites, and push it.
petition for drugs to be legalized so uh, heroin, cocaine, LSD, Oxycontin, uh, mushrooms, and, and her- what else? Yeah, mushrooms would be like alcohol, be run by regulated by the states oh and uh, parsed out in either state stores or dispensaries. Uh, you'd have to get the okay if it's like marijuana in Pennsylvania. You can't have a gun and use medical marijuana, so you got to give up your guns if you want to use. Uh, the well, Howard's pot. bringing the. Well, he has. He's bringing the information out for discussion. It should be discussed, but I would say this is in the slippery slope column. When you mark, well, and I think uh, I, he is well aware that there's dilemmas with the rollouts and the illegal trade of marijuana is still high. Uh, so to speak. Uh, my daughter lives in Oregon and says the illegal trade of marijuana is mm-hmm. still there, but in California, it's a huge business. They're still growing in the mountains. They're still, you know, just doing... No, Humboldt County is it's marijuana, the, the brand of Humboldt. Same as it ever was. Oh, yeah, Humboldt, holy smokes. Yeah, let's let's talk about the missing people associated with the drug deaths, mm-hmm. the illegal drug cartels in California. Uh, we'll do that next time. Yeah, my daughter says, hey, Dad, I'm living in the town where the most people are suspiciously missing. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reichley. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Ben Reichley's across from me, natural-born conservative. He's the real deal. So if you're looking for uh, good Republican opinions, he's here. Mm, and uh, we can talk about the issues of the day, whatever they happen to be. We had Howard Wooldridge on the first part of the show, and that's talking about legalizing all drugs, regulating them, let the state tax them and uh, and uh, make some money from them. a lot of revenue there they keep talking about that in Pennsylvania it keeps Not bubbling just up the states Uncle Sam will certainly take right his they'll piece get their the two cents too. in there so they'll get that going so yeah, interesting uh, and mark it has to be at least I know I've talked to Howard at least six times. You guys had to talk to him 15, uh, Probably 16. not that much more. His really? Friday is his day off, so that's when he talks to us. That's why you've spoken to more than perhaps okay. Joe has. Well, I will say this. Uh, if you've sat in the saddle from Savannah to where did he say, Oregon? or He's w- been all over. Where oh. we rode the horse from, that, uh, that tightens up your backside. 600 miles, yeah. So, yeah, just finished that one. He came here to visit in person the first time. So we were glad to host him in here, and we've checked in with him about every six months ever since. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com. I have about a half a dozen emails. We're going to try to read through those today. We've got a half a dozen texts. We're going to try to read through those today. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. i got to do some very brief news headlines here. Thanks to the storm that did deliver about two to four inches of snow, much of which was panked down by rain. Uh, rain was the predominant feature for most of the valley last night. All roads are open. PennDOT had a wide range of restrictions and crashes and uh, issues uh, to talk about. All that lifted, all roads clear, so no ongoing restrictions on roadways. Uh, PPL has about 900 customers.
customers without electricity around here, most of those in western Snyder and Union counties, uh, but a few in Northumberland County as well. Some school delays posted on our Winternet started out as delays, but then switched. Jersey Shore switched from a two-hour delay to a flexible schedule today, and Millville School District switched from a two-hour delay to a closure. So. Well, Mark, as we talk about PennDOT, but also the municipalities and the private people who get out and get the snow off out of the parking lots, off the roads, that's fine. Not just PennDOT, but the municipality people do a fine job also. Once again, there were three COVID-19-related deaths in the past week. In its weekly update Wednesday, State Department of Health reported two deaths in Northumberland County and one in Snyder County. Overall, 179 New Valley cases. That's 130 fewer than last week in Northumberland County. 117 new cases. Case counts also went down at the federal prisons around here. No, check that. 1,300 people hospitalized for COVID-19 statewide. Evangelical Community Hospital has 11 patients who have COVID-19. Geisinger, Shemokin has six. And Geisinger, Danville has 27. All of those numbers are down over last week. Which level of COVID is this? Yeah, well, you say COVID nineteen, so it is still the, hits people bad. There's the old variants are still present that make you super okay, sick. So people, so there's a new variant that, of course, the the vaccines target and so on. But um, so the vaccine and boosters might have been oversold a bit. Well, you only have eleven people in the hospital, but you have thirteen thousand statewide with COVID in the past week. So some that's form not, of COVID, that's not though. Bad. But we, you know, they used to talk about the level or what variant it was. Yeah. Well, they say the vaccine is working, and fewer people are hospitalized than would be without it. So we'll hope, we'll hope they're right. We're not going to know for a while. Valley State Senator Gene Yaw says Pennsylvania must do more to protect its power grid from sabotage. He'll introduce legislation that will increase the fines and penalties against those who intentionally vandalize critical infrastructure in Pennsylvania. Thanks to new DNA testing, a Perry County woman has been charged with killing her husband 35 years ago. Investigators announced murder charges against 76-year-old Judith Jarvis of Millerstown in the 1987 death of her husband, Carl Jarvis. Investigators say the arrest was made possible due to new DNA analysis of blood on clothing. State police had responded to a domestic call at the couple's home and found Mr. Jarvis had been shot in the head, but investigators say their evidence showed he could not have killed himself. The Perry County prosecutor has said Mrs. Jarvis could face the death penalty. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Spotlight PA got an exclusive interview with Governor Tom Wolf, and he says he's still turning over in his mind the decisions he made during the pandemic. Quote, I'm going to be second guessing myself until the day I die. Unquote. Wolf, a two term Democrat, said during a live interview with Spotlight PA Thursday, his administration was marked with conflict with the legislature, particularly when it came to the pandemic, but also trying to get updates to the marijuana and election laws in Pennsylvania. In response to questions, Wolf said his biggest accomplishments while in office are investing in public education, lowering the rate of uninsured Pennsylvanians, rebuilding the Commonwealth's rainy day fund, reducing incarceration rights, uh, rates, period. And what he would like to do is raise the minimum wage, pass a non-discrimination law that covers LGD, 
LGBTQ people tax the natural gas industry more aggressively and figure out how to fund roads and bridges without the state's record gasoline <laughs> tax. A governor that won't be missed and will soon be very much forgotten All right, in the history of Pennsylvania. Says you. Unfortunately, unfortunately, he had a chance to do something and he could not get things done and the legislation was Republican and they should have helped get things moving in Pennsylvania. Finally, there's a new argument in Washington, D.C. these days. While the prospect of codifying Roe v. Wade into federal law faces high hurdles, Democrats on Capitol Hill are now pushing for protections for fertility treatments like in vitro fertilization or IVF, which involves the fertilization of multiple eggs. Senator Patty Murray and Tammy Duckworth introduced the legislation Thursday to ban limitations on assisted reproductive technologies after the U.S. Supreme Court overturned a federal right to an abortion earlier this year. Advocates raised concerns about the future of the popular fertility treatments like IVF. They fear state legislation with vague language and so-called personhood bills could threaten the practice. Often multiple eggs are uh, fertilized and some can be discarded, according to uh, the industry that talks about this. Uh, Former Vice President Mike Pence, one of the advocates for these limitations, he and his wife used IVF to have their kids and say that there should be no limitations on this reproductive technology. Isn't that medical science? And and you you, you talk about people going to the extremes, the extremes, they can bring up almost any scenario, social scenario now, and say we have to codify. We have got to have your legislator in the doctor's office with you or you will make the wrong decisions. That's all there is to it. Yeah. All right. Lance has been patiently waiting. Good morning, sir. Thank you so much for calling in. You are on the mark. Hey there. Why? Anyway, anybody that's known me for very long knows that I've been a uh, real proponent of uh, elevating the noble weed to its proper place in our society. But leave the blooming government out of it. I have here an issue of Forbes from magazine from August, September. Can you get closer and, uh, to your phone? Lance, speak Hello? up. Yeah, speak a little you. louder, please. We heard everything you said, but speak up. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, in the uh, issue of Forbes from uh, August, September, they pretty well quanti- uh, chronicle the absolute failure of the governments, of our state governments, trying to make money from marijuana. It's virtually impossible. They start here. This is an interview with a guy who was a big grower, you know, in Humboldt County, and uh, it's quite interesting. Uh, it says, from San Francisco to Humboldt County through a few coal redwood groves, Johnny Casali, who's been uh, dodging helicopters and <laughs> growing marijuana in the hills since he was 16, he empties 55 pounds of pot into a chute. Uh, Casali, a state-licensed grower, he's destroying what used to be his cash crop. They have to do it because all of the uh, underground marijuana that comes in there, there's no way that you can tax it like they do. And, you know, it says over-regulation, over-taxation, contradictions. America's politicians have completely blown the easiest revenue opportunity ever, legalized drugs. So we got to get that squared away. We can't. Have we done the 
prohibition, regulation, and legalization and taxation right anyway. We know PLCB in Pennsylvania has never held up as any sort of a streamlined uh, great uh, you know, example of government operation. Uh, do we do that with cigarettes? You know, does that work? We tax cigarettes. Is that working? You know, is that a good system? Does, you know, does it keep cigarettes out of the hands? Have we done regulation pro- uh, successfully anywhere, Lance? No. 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 Okay. No. So we got to stay out of the. What if we just enjoy our freedoms and let anybody buy anything they want anytime they wish and just let it up to us? I think it would work out better. I really do. Wow. When it's, uh, they're talking, you know, they're talking about uh, what happened in, uh, well, California, Colorado, and five different other states. Aren't you concerned there's got to be more impaired drivers on the road? Well, no, not really. It's really. I, I mean, I, I, I might as well confess. I mean, I'm that old. I don't care anymore. But I've come home uh, uh, drunk and stoned, and uh, well, I can tell you which one I'd rather do. I never rather not do any of it. But uh, you're not going to kill near as many people. That's for sure. With marijuana, yeah. Yeah, no, you're slower, drive, not faster. Well, driving high can has to be in the same ballpark as driving drunk. Mm-mm. Not a marijuana. No. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm, I'm dead okay. serious. Okay. Well, I, I can, <laughs> I can say I've never tried it. I don't know, Mark, do we want to do a beta test thing? That I already <laughs> did it. I already I did don't. the test. <laughs> we'll get don't, Lance. I don't recommend it to anybody. I mean, maybe we can go down to the Seals Grove Speedway. You can toke some up, and then we'll see you drive around the racetrack. No. Just go on the Veterans Memorial Bridge. There's people high on alcohol that hit the delineators. Ooh, Marijuana okay. drivers are going 35 miles an hour. Listening yeah. to the Doobie Brothers? <laughs> Among other songs. Grateful yeah. Dead. Black Sabbath. They have good taste. There's no argument about that. I, I, I'm thinking if you're impaired on prescription drugs, illegal drugs, alcohol, it, I, 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 call, we'll get you a Uber or we'll get you a driver. Nothing wrong with that. All right, Lance, yeah. anything to add? Well, yeah, it's just that just the government has really mucked this up, and anybody who's trying to sell you that actually could be a moneymaker is full of full of stuff it. That makes full of pot. Well, Lance, I would say between one and ten government programs, most <laughs> government programs are somewhat mucked up. Two. The ones that are supposed to do real well maybe get to a six. But on the other hand, uh, government seems to, uh, as I said earlier, government can can screw up a one-car parade also. Way overtax it. Way overtax it. Well, you saw it in California, and Harold talked about that. And then look look behind the scenes and go on and, you know, look at different, look at RAND, look at the different organizations that talk about legalization. And, again, just like gaming, just like... uh, the gaming industry, you see a lot of uh, you know pros, pros, pros. But believe me, it's it, it, it's it's there, there's more behind the curtain on this stuff. And who's going to make money? Government thinks they make money, but as you just talked about, they seem to stumble, trip, and fall when it comes to uh, putting programs together. Unfortunately, especially with vices. All right, we yeah. got you, Stan. Thank well, you so much. Sir. However, I have to add here that uh, the next uh, issue is going to have the way forward that we possibly could pull this all out of the fire. 
So that's in Forbes down. magazine, you said? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, we'll check it out. Thank you so much, sir. Yeah, yep. using Humboldt County, when my daughter lived out there, she <laughs> said there was a thriving industry of growing marijuana in the mountains around there, and she was teaching a class at Humboldt College and said Humboldt, yeah. that uh, the rate of it's, – it's the – County in the U.S. with the highest number of missing people and primarily yeah. young women to yeah. get involved in these drug cartels growing this pot up in the hills and you know and and some of them weren't dead they just went a hundred percent off the grid so they're listed as missing. Well, it's if you've I mean I've been to Humboldt. Yeah, one of the things and I say this in all sincerity if people have not been to California, you know, you, know, you talk about L.A., San Diego, San Francisco. Well, north of San Francisco is a huge part of California. East of San Francisco, L.A., and San Diego, there's a lot of California. So you have a huge, you have the breadbasket of the nation in the San Joaquin Valley that, that runs from Sacramento down to Bakersfield. But up north, where you're talking about Humboldt, Mark, they've been growing marijuana in Humboldt County. And Humboldt County is almost Southern Oregon when it comes to yeah, growing. Yeah, turned into an industry. So you, you look at the industry, and I knew some people who, as the Eagles sang, the Ventura Highway. Well, Ventura Highway was, was marijuana, dope being packaged and brought down, quote unquote, in VW microbuses down to the doctors and the uh, the executives and the uh, the elites of uh, uh, Ventura County and uh, enjoyed uh, high end marijuana. One of the things we didn't get to talk about, and and Mark, take this from, this isn't the 1970s dazed and confused in the movie Marijuana. This, this is high-octane stuff. Right. Well, that's that's the, that is now. a good point. You know, uh, anybody who ever bought an ounce of Mexican in Cameron Park in the 1970s <laughs> is not going to get the same drug when they uh, secretly buy a gram of, you know, a $100 a gram. I don't know what pot costs, but they're supposedly expensive. So you know, I don't think they're nickel bags anymore. No, I don't think so. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Talking about prohibition and easing up on our restrictions on all drugs, legalizing everything. Uh, some folks, including Lance, say just let's just do it and uh, rely on our own good morality to keep us out of trouble. Oh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right. Three times a day, I'll remember that. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We'd love to hear from you. Lynn Hall is our fabulous producer on the other side yeah, of the glass. She looks pretty in pink today. She's ready to go, ready to answer questions. And uh, let's see. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com and text us at 70236. Earlier this week, we talked about school discipline and what we could do. And uh, Joe and McGranahan and I were hosting this show that day, and this young man called us Statler and Walden. 
Waldorf. He says, Statler and Waldorf, regarding when a school district can intervene and discipline students for off-campus behavior, the school code requires that there be a nexus, that i.e. a casual link between the student behavior and the school district. As a retired school administrator, I have unfortunately had to use that portion of the school code several times, usually when parents fail in their responsibilities. Too bad I couldn't discipline the parents, says WRR. Uh, Bob from Paxinus, PA, thank you for calling in. You are on the mark. Yeah, I just want to know what uh, Ben has against Tom Wolf. Uh, nothing against him. I wish he would have been better. He was below average, and now he's second-guessing things that had a big influence. So look at his record. Look at the time he was there. And Tom Wolf isn't uh, completely the problem. The problem was uh, Republicans in the House and Senate, and uh, they would try to work with Wolf. They stopped working with him because Tom Wolf would take his ball and go home. So if you look at Tom Wolf from the day he took office to now when he be leaving, very, very below average governor. Uh, increasing the spending of education doesn't make education better. Understand where money needs to be spent to improve public education. Tom, Tom Wolf, like I said earlier, when he leaves, he won't be missed and he won't be remembered in a short period of time. Minus the controversies associated with the pandemic, the shutdowns and the election yes, changes. That he's second I think now. he did an excellent job. In what way? In every way. And what do you have against LGBTQ people? (laughs) Nothing. Yeah, I was going to say, can you tell me one or two of Tom Wolfe's accomplishments? Well, he has a good list. And plus, he he did what he thought was right during the pandemic, so I give him credit for that. But he's second-guessing it. CSVT's construction's underway. He could have easily vetoed that. And, Ben, you, you own a business, don't you? (laughs) <laughs> I'm involved in some businesses, yes. Involved in a business. Oh, I thought you owned a business and employed well, people. Yeah, well. I guess I misunderstood the radio station. I always thought you were a business owner I, and employed I do, people. do own part. Of, we have a business that 230-plus are involved. <laughs> I do have a, two other businesses on, on the side. But what's all this okay. leading yeah. to? So you, have gay, so you have gay people that work at your employment. You never know. I would say there could be. Ben might be gay. You yeah. just never know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, so well, I don't know. Bob, what do you, Bob, what do you want to get to? Bob, what do you want to get to? Yeah, what's the point? The point is I don't like the way Ben speaks about things when it comes to LGBTQ people. In what regards? And I don't like the way that he remarks about our current governor. I mean, you're entitled to your opinion, and our governor is trying to do the best they can. Now, you're a Trump supporter. Now, how do you like he's coming out with a Superman card? Uh, they'll be collector's items. I mean, I, I'm a Trump supporter. Who would collect them? Um, I would wipe my butt with but, it. That's uh, what I would do. Well, that's, that's your opinion. I won't pay $99 for a card well, of that, Donald Trump. Wait, just it. listen for Bob, a minute. That's Bob. fine, but, but, but what is your point on the LBTQ? Because there's been little to no discussions. And I don't remember that. you yeah, saying so that. I, I don't know what your point or what you're trying to drum up here, Bob. Well, when you guys were previously talking about Governor Wolf and they talked about what he was doing, you were 
you made it sound like you know you didn't like the LGBTQ community. He, that's a false statement. In what regrets, Bob? I, I, yeah, I would say doesn't. you you're Let's hearing the show. You're not listening Let's move to on. it. All right. Thank you so much, Bob. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, much appreciated. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Yep. You too, buddy. Thanks for calling in. Uh, one of our listeners says uh, earlier this week when uh, Cambridge Dictionary changed the definition of a man and a woman. Uh, one of our listeners says so now they changed the definition of a man and a woman along with the definition of inflation, vaccine, etc. George Orwell's. 1984 anyone if you if you belong this it doesn't make you feel diverse and compassionate but if you believe this maybe if you believe this it doesn't make you diverse and compassionate it means you support the evil happening today and supporting this insanity you are part of the problem well, I believe I heard the national news so you know the national news is going to cover it a little bit different but they didn't get into the biology at all so they're defining it as what people who identify with whomever they want to be. Uh, I think if they're talking about yeah, if you, I think if you, I don't remember. I think that's what it okay. was. It says so, if you identify as a. But they didn't mention anything about biology. No, they did not. No, it doesn't matter. Have it isn't a biological definition. I think it's their definition of a man, not a male at birth, but mm-hmm. a definition of a person who presents themselves. So a man and a male are a man. two different scenarios. Meaning a male is well, biological um, and a man is. How they want to define themselves? I guess. I don't know. I don't remember. Anyway, uh, one of our listeners says on the topic of uh, easing up our availability of currently illegal drugs, he says, yeah, wait till the doctors get kickbacks so they can put everybody on it. (laughs) So, yeah, the drug companies will give the doctors some money. uh, A lot of free pens exchanged President Eisenhower said, beware Um, the uh, military-industrial complex, beware the pharmaceutical-industrial complex. One of our listeners uh, heard Stan call two times yesterday and complained that he got uh, too much time. He (laughs) said... Oh, now I lost it. Oh, there it is. Stan gets four minutes instead of one minute. That's wrong. Uh, actually, what happened was Stan's call was interrupted by the CBS News, so he told him to call back, which he did. So he probably got a total of six minutes, but that's kind of like the going the rate. the umbrella policy if somebody's bringing something to the table, you keep the conversation going? Right. Another okay. listener says, gentlemen, I'm recently retired from 35 years in a local school district. I have no idea what information the recent caller said was being taught in class. It is not being taught in our classrooms, talking about transgender topics. Get off the Internet and ask the educators, administrators, and board members. Once again, ignorance about a subject and relying on misinformation is a real problem. I'd say, how did that work out in Loudoun County? Virginia. Okay. 1-800-795-9565. We'll take more comers. You can email us at onthemark at WKOK.com and text us at 70236. Mm. Mm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of 
your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 630 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Out of auto repair. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Let's see, one of our listeners sends us a note, says, on Fox News last night was an announcement that the government is issuing four free COVID tests per family. The website is covidtest.gov. Each family must apply to get them, and the window is very short. Thank you for that. That comes from the smartest woman in the world. Another listener says, when we talked about vaccines and our uh, rate of uh, COVID around Mm -hmm. here, says, yes, Mark is right. The vaccine is working. It's working at suppressing people's immune system. Thus, you have high cases of RSV, flu, and COVID. Many people fry to stay indoors as much as possible, a mask up every time they do go out, and you can't build your immune system that way. Again, this is something many of us conspiracy theorists have said from the beginning of COVID, but many have been silenced trying to get people to use natural products such as vitamins because it doesn't promote the almighty vaccine, a.k.a. the clot shot. Well, I would say Thank you, sir. I'd say, Doug, there's something to that. And I am amazed that uh, Dr. Fauci and his group, and we'll find out more about how incompetent they might have been or how competent they may be. This will show up, hopefully, in in the future. But does natural immunity rank anywhere, Mark? I mean, people who got COVID mm-hmm. got natural immunity. Is that but they get it considered again. anywhere? Well, people who've got the shot mm, I'm not have sure gotten COVID and that. got it again. I think the president, I think Fauci, I think a number of people who got the shot and the boosters have gotten COVID Rebounded. a number of times. Right. But but on the other hand, where does natural immunity come in? Is it <laughs> Does it helpful if you're own body well, rejected I'm something. I'm a doctor, so I can answer that question easily. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Uh, who is it? Oh, Van, I'm sorry. You are on the mark. Thanks for waiting. Go well, right ahead. I was wondering if you lost me. I had been hanging here 17 minutes. But anyhow, what I, what I first called in about, I'll, I'll talk about in a minute, but I just wanted to address Bob. I just questioned, now, if he's so convinced that his lifestyle is okay, why is it that almost on a daily basis he calls in being so offended? And I know quite a few LGBTQ people, and I've never mistreated them at all. But when it comes to discussing if their lifestyle, if that's the way God made them, or or different things about their lifestyle, when I state my opinion, then that's when they get offended. So hmm. we, we should be able to express our opinions and be okay with that. Yeah, we like your opinion here. This is an opinion well, show. Yeah, so... But what I did call in about was the deal with the marijuana. And Ben did just bring up, right when I had called in, he had said that, you know, the, the strength of the marijuana that exists today is so much stronger than that than it was back in the 70s. We're talking anywhere up to 10 times the THC levels in the marijuana today as compared to back then. Whoa. So it isn't like, like Lance said about me. He drank and he, he smoked dope and he drove under those situations and he would rather be stoned and, you know, on marijuana than, than drunk, driving drunk. But I really wonder because I've heard that there's now people that are smoking marijuana that are actually hallucinating. So how hmm. could that be 
safer. Well, in one sense, there's still equivalency today because there's always been ultra-hard liquor. You know, Lance had talked about, I think, a beer and driving, but uh, there's always been, you know, strong whis- whiskeys. Uh, when I was in college, I was at a party once where they put grain alcohol in the punch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'd watch people drink it and flop over it, so it was uh, considered recreation at the time. Yeah, yeah but I, I think we have to have that put out there more because that was something that the guy that you were talking to this morning did not bring up about. He didn't mention it, no. Well, also, too, Van, it's the it's the age at which people choose to and the discussions between medical doctors that when is the brain fully formed and if you take drugs of some sort or if you go through, unfortunately, a childhood cancer uh, or, or something in those regards medically, does it affect how your brain goes through uh, its maturation. Uh, If it's 21 or 22 before the frontal lobe is fully uh, grown and matured, then, you know, the effects of your youth might have an effect on your adulthood. Yeah, and if you think prohibition's not working, wait till you try legalization, (laughs) because that's a mess, too. It's like this, you know, people that are 30 years old aren't going to start, you know, smoking marijuana or any other drug that becomes legal, it's always going to be the youth that get involved with that. And if we make it legal, it's just going to make it, and it is, it's easy enough now to get it. It's just going to be easier to that point if they do make it legal. So, and well, as as I, that, I would say, a, Van, hold it. I, I would say, no, people, if it's legal, people in their 30s and 40s will be up to possibly try it because it's legal. Well, yeah, I wouldn't disagree with you there in, in a sense, but I, w- I would say most people at that age of their life, they're not as, as like young people growing up. That's when they usually get into the marijuana and the drinking and the partying and stuff. And as you get older, you usually grow out of that. Well, so I, you would, I, I would think. But on the other hand, uh, as a good friend of mine says, four guys go into a bar, they have a <laughs> this drink. A joke? Yeah, they have a drink, they get drunk. They might they start a fight. Four guys sit around an apartment, get stoned. They start to form a rock band. <laughs> they eat every potato chip in four counties. <laughs> all right, thank you so much, Van. Society at all, and I think it's just going down a road that, like you say, a slippery slope. I think it's right off the cliff. Well, and I think I understand what you're saying, and I think you're 100 percent right. You know, your opinion is is that it wouldn't make us a better society. But the idea is that you have one person deciding what's good or bad for another person. It's a freedom thing. You know, I'm surprised more conservatives aren't or libertarians aren't more interested in this because why should the government step in and say, nope, nope, you can't feel that way. I don't want you to you know to grow this plant and then ingest it. Uh, we don't want you to take this drug. I think it makes you feel too good. You got it. Well, Go ahead. Maybe, maybe before I go, you know, I, I've heard the argument, well, God God made that, you know, why can't we enjoy it? Well, number one, it's a weed as part of the curse that God had. But I've had people tell me that over the years, and I said, well, you know what? God made poison ivy. Go ahead, take your clothes off and roll <laughs> around it and enjoy it to its full. You know? Yeah, there's so, something there. Yeah, poison ivy and shumac, I would agree with you on that point, Van. You guys have a Merry Christmas. Hey, you too, buddy. Thank you so much. appreciate the call. Uh, let's see another call. This is Joseph from Milton. Yes, good morning. Uh, yeah, I want to comment on you. We were talking about in school uh, discipline and so forth. 
I remember when I went to school, and I think you gentlemen are old enough to remember, there was a song, <laughs> Reading and Writing and Arithmetic, taught to the tune of a... Hickory what? stick. Hickory stick. Yeah. Uh, there was discipline in the school. Now, I understand that there's some teachers went overboard with that, and they should have... That, that was a good discipline, but when they discipline a student, there ought to be two teachers at least there present, because things had happened that they, they overdid that, and I understand that. <clears throat> That's wrong. But, Joseph, can I, I put something... There was discipline, but there was something before discipline. There was respect. Right, and, and this is what I wanted to get at. I think there ought to be a mandatory class, like reading, writing, arithmetic, and science, of morals, morality, and teach the children when they're young. My, my wife always says, uh, when a bamboo is young, you can bend it and, and shape it any way you want. But anyway, when it gets old, you can't do nothing with it, and that's true. Train a, uh, train a child up the way he should go and won't yeah, depart. But, jo- but, jo- but Joseph, Joseph, are now, you... The point is, here's my point. Uh, why can't they have a mandatory class on prevention and on abstinence and teach young boys and young girls, especially girls, that if you have relations with a young boy, uh, it does something to your psyche because according to the Bible, you become one flesh when you have sexual relations. That's a fact. Okay. And that, but that Joseph, destroys their, their morality. It, it causes confusion. And if they would keep their virginity and abstinence and be taught that, that that's a good thing. You know what I'm saying? And it's the same way with drugs. T- teach them that th- by taking these drugs, they're going to alter your brain. They're going to alter the way you act. They're going to kill your brain cells. And eventually, uh, smoke marijuana. Now, I never smoked it, but I did smoke cigarettes. And it, it, hurt, it hurt me, you know, in my lungs. I know that. And uh, I'm sure marijuana would do the same. And so you ought not to do those things to your body. I mean, you got to take right. care of this. Well, marijuana. You've got to live in this thing till you die. Marijuana and does. Believe me, if you misuse it and abuse it, you're going to pay the price when you're older. Okay. Yeah, marijuana does two big things to your body. One, it affects your memory. It does? Yes. I would imagine. And it does something else, but I can't remember. Okay. Joseph, are, are you talking about, when you, you talk about morals, and, and that's uh, who's morals, just like who's common sense, are you talking about morals, or I would say, I believe the youths of America, the youths in school, should be talking about manners. Well, yes, of course, and that that's all into it, respect and, and so forth. You know when this started, well, it started a long time ago, a Garden of Eden, of course, but... Uh, in, in our generation, I go back to Gone with the Wind, when Clark Gable said, frankly, Scott, I don't give a damn. It shocked the world. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I heard about it. Yeah, I, if that's well, what it is. Well, it did. It was something was started, unheard of in, in the movie theaters. They didn't have TV back then uh, in every house. But uh, here's my point. <laughs> You turn your TV on, mother F this, mother F that, uh, GD this, and just all kind of vulgarity and and, uh, scenes of, of, they call it soft porn or whatever, even on advertisements. And and it just, when you allow these things, just now make all these drugs legal, well, then the young people are going to say, well, hey, my government, these are uh, respectable men and women in our government, and they're edu- college educated, and so they must know more than I do. If All it's right. legal, it must be okay. All right, we got you, sir. Thank you so much for calling in. Much appreciated. Thank you, Van. Yep.
Or Joseph, I'm sorry. I get these guys blended. All right, one of our listeners says, uh, are people aware today pot has fentanyl mixed in it? Well, I think if you eliminated the illegal drug trade and you were selling it in some sort of a dispensary, uh, you wouldn't have that. It would be more controlled. Plus, you'd know what the dose of pot you're getting. All right, we got the rest of the week's callers all lined up. Everybody's going to get three minutes if I expedite the following words. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street, Sunbury, routes 11 and 15. Hummel's Wharf, but one address has every vehicle on it they have for sale and every one they could ever get, sunburymotors.com. They invite you to build a Ford, Hyundai, or Kia to your precise specifications. Sunburymotors.com is the online special place where you can go and find out what the inventory is, find out how many new Hyundais they have down there, or the Kia, or, of course, the Ford F-150. I asked yesterday and I got my response. Yes, there is an F-250 on the lot. It's jet black, and it's got an extension bed in it, and it is made not for tooling around the town. It is made for hauling stuff, and that's the Sunbury Motor Company F-250. they got a super inventory going now in all of the vehicles, so go down to the Sunbury Motor Company, sunburymotors.com. When car repairs get difficult... Well, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6. 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the mm. Mm. out of auto repair. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. We should see Ben dancing in his chair. He loves this song. Is this Friday, Friday? Mm-hmm. Oh, you missed it. Cindy, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, gentlemen. <clears throat> and before I forget... Merry Christmas to both of you yeah. and to all thank the listeners. Well, thank you, you, Cindy. And can I ask I, a quick question? Did did you move to Port Treverton? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> it says Port Treverton. <laughs> it says <laughs> Port Treverton on, on the screen. So I thought oh, maybe well, you. Oh, that interesting. Maybe that's your. No, win- I didn't. Is that your Still in the same house? place. Okay. I wanted to uh, ease the concerns of one of the callers. There have been mandatory classes on sexuality drug abuse, smoking, the use of alcohol, and Pennsylvania public schools for nigh on 50 years. 50 years. But he, and, it, and has it stopped these things? Hardly. Which makes one have to question the efficacy of using precious classroom time to keep harping on things when that has not worked. But, you know, that's science. Science says we take a look at it, we propose a fix, but if the fix doesn't work, shouldn't we think of a different fix? No, no, we should just persist. <laughs> Keep doing. <laughs> Isn't that the definition of something? Yes, yes, it is. It's called insanity. The other thing I wanted to say with regards to uh, those comments was this. Whose morality are you going to teach? For example, there are major groups of people in this country who believe you should always have your head covered. Are you proposing to allow them the license to come in and force that in our schools? Is that 
Is that going to be okay? Because I don't think it just gets to be what you want, what your morality is. This is a pluralistic country. There's lots of different thoughts about these things. And should you be the sole decider or a group of nine people on a school board about what morality we are or are not going to teach in our schools? That's why it doesn't belong there to begin with. Because who's going to say what's appropriate? You get anti-hunting people in there and they could push a no-hunting philosophy through the schools. Is that going to be acceptable in our Anti-gun agenda. I'll never forget moving to Philadelphia as a nurse and they didn't have Deer Day. What? And it just Yeah, <laughs> a state college girl. Of course there's Deer Day. <laughs> what do you mean? You know, even regionally in our own commonwealth, there are differences in how society proceeds. Well, shall we allow the government to decide what is appropriate and inappropriate and force that down everyone's throats? So since people in Philly don't go out and shoot deer in their neighborhood, no one should be allowed to do that. Okay. That's why we should not have the government in the business of legislating or mandating or teaching morality. Now, I want to talk about the drug thing. I'm cool with uh, allowing people in the access to these drugs. In fact... I think you should be allowed to grow your own marijuana. I don't believe the government should be invested in any way, shape, or form in controlling it. However, you got the privilege, and so you get the consequence. Don't come to me to rescue you then. Don't ask for my money. Don't come knocking on my door. You have chosen this behavior. It has dire consequences, and they're yours to bear. It's not fair. It's, it is unfair, grossly unfair, for you to go out and behave in these choices that you know have dire consequences and then turn around and say to me, oh, you're going to have to contribute to rescuing me from my own stupidity. Now, when I went to college, we all knew these things had risks, and I made the conscious decision that the risk overrode the reward. And uh, so I will never be a risk to society on go. these issues. All right, we gotta head, we gotta get the next caller. So just a quick, okay. quick thank you. Yeah, thank you so much yeah, for calling thanks in. Thanks for the cookies. Thanks. All cookies. right, Mike, a little bit less than three minutes. Go. Sure. Uh, the, the Fed they they took it upon themselves to uh, call inflation transitory a year and a half ago or so, and now they're trying to kill that inflation with a uh, target prediction of two percent. Well, my prediction for twenty twenty three is. 4% inflation is going to be the new 2% inflation. I don't see any way they're going to be able to drive it down to 2% without destroying the economy. So they're going to have to let their, uh, you know, their foot well, off. Especially the, uh, with the uh, bill, uh, the CR that's going to come out of Congress here in the next day or two. And if it goes for a year, it's absolutely ridiculous because it hamstrings the next Congress that's coming in. So, uh, yeah, they're going to have a year. If it goes for a year, I would agree with you, Mike, and it might be 5%. Oh, without a, without a doubt. I mean, the, the, the reality is the more money that gets created, the lesser the value of the dollar becomes in the long run. And, and that's just a fact. Yeah, look, you know, at, the look at the Russian ruble. Democrats say they love facts, but they, they refuse to acknowledge and admit this one. Well, remember, there's statistics, statistics, and damn lies that are statistics, so facts go somewhat in the same boat. Right. Hey, now, if I could switch gears here, Mark, you had mentioned about uh, medical marijuana there in one of the previous calls, 
And uh, I don't know that you've ever had somebody on to really explain uh, how this process works with our government and, and the people that uh, are enrolled in it. But I, but I do know one thing. Uh, I, I work out right next to the medical marijuana dispensary here in Bloomsburg, and there seems to be a strong correlation between the number of people standing in line to go in there and the days that uh, government payments come out. Okay. A lot of retirees enjoying their Social Security check, picking up a little briefer. All right. <laughs> okay, man. Have a great holiday. Thank See you, you so now. much. Appreciate the call. Thank you, everybody, today and this week. Thanks, Lynn Hall. Just kept yeah, producing and producing this week, so we appreciate that. Thank you, Ben. Yep, enjoy the weekend. And Merry Christmas Merry from you. Christmas. Happy New Year to everyone. We'll do a best of next Friday, so Ben won't be here. This is WKOK Sunbury.